What we do here is go back, 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 back. Good day and welcome to this podcast is delicious. My name is Ali Hassan. I'm Marco Timpano. We I, have dragged Marco out of bed for this one, but and and he's uh, he's full of uh, spite and probably yes. regret. Yes, but that's going away. That's going like, away really soon. I'm not a morning person, and Ali can only record early in the day, and uh, and we're going to be talking about meat early in the day. And, we are. And that, that never sits well with me, my friend. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I've watched you devour bacon sandwiches first. True, things, so right, I don't know what's right. going on. Okay, let me start with this. Let me start with this. I mean, if you've read the description of the of the of the um, episode, you already know where we're going. But let me ask you right. this, Marco. Yeah. Alexander Graham Bell, Nikola Tesla, yes. Steve Jobs, yes. Memetoglu Eskender Effendi. What do these people have in common? Uh, great Canadian inventions. Okay, not Canadian. Steve Jobs was not Canadian. Nikola Tesla was not. They Canadian. wannabe. Great wannabe Canadian. Adventure, inventors. Inventors, first inventors, of all, you started yeah, yeah. with inventions. Okay. They are they are human beings, they're inventors. And what did that last guy invent? Memetoglu Eskender Effendi. What did Effendi invent? What we now call the Donaire. Mistakenly, no. No? No. no. Oh, hang on. Before the Donaire. Yes. And it's the thing that could only exist so that the Donaire could exist. He invented the vertical spit. Oh yes, the vertical. Okay, so he's the precursor to what we mistakenly call. A he donaire. allowed he allowed for Donaire and then shawarma to come into fruition, into into to, to, to manifest itself. Otherwise, it wasn't being made that way. So the idea is, and I'm going to quote this article from Omar Mualam. Omar Mualam is a, a Alberta-born, uh, Alberta resident, terrific writer. I'm reading his book right now called Praying to the West. And he wrote this article in 2015 as he did a research around the country of various Donaire places. He said this, this when, when he got the, uh, the vertical spit going, when he created this, this meant that the ancient horizontal meatloaf could now be rotated 90 degrees, rendering the sweating roast self-basting. Yes. Okay. And turning the dripping fat into fuel for the flames that singe the meat's outer layer to perfection. That was what he did, uh, rotating meat. And in fact, uh, a little trivia for you before we get into it, shawarma comes from the word sevirme, which is the Turkish word for turning. So doner is the OG. And so we're going to start talking about doner, but in the end, we're going to compare the two and talk about our experiences with both. And uh, and and hope, definitely hoping to hear from you with as much passion as I yes. am giving out today. And Marco will get there. He'll Your get there. Turkish get is wonderful, my friend. Your Turkish <laughs> is so lovely. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't, huh? When, well, let's have some Turkish people write in and tell me if it's lovely. For every seasoning, turn, turn, turn is what I got to say. <laughs> uh, nice one, buddy. He's back, baby. Marco Timpano, ladies and gentlemen. I, th- I think we got to talk about, and, and just so you know, that was you hitting your your table, that that horrific sound that we had oh, that boy. you promised me you wouldn't do, okay? Um, <laughs> recording with Ali is an audio nightmare. Just so every, I, I feel for all the CBC pr- producers you work with, audio engineers, who have to deal with the, the shenanigans that go on. Do people want enthusiasm or do you want a robot? We got to talk, talk about the vertical spit because some people might not know what you're talking about. But you, in this moment, shed a light bulb in my head on why that meat is fantastic. Because unlike a um, meatloaf that can be dry, where the meat can be flavorless, or there's parts that are flavorful, but there's parts that are kind of like... It doesn't feel like an even cook. The meatloaf, which can be bland, is the polar opposite of the shawarma, which is the meat roasting and spinning on a vertical spit. So if we can just describe that for anyone who doesn't know what that is. Yeah. I mean, you think of a spit. When I say spit, uh, there's there's the one that Marco does when you're talking close to him. That's not what we're talking about. My microphone's all wet right now. Yeah. Exactly. We're talking about the um, rotating a skewer, a large skewer, you would have hopefully, probably, not hopefully, I shouldn't say that, you would have likely heard about um, a spit-roasted pig or spit-roasted sure. lamb, for example. Or chickens that you see one. 
those chickens that you see rotating, rotating. On, a, on a spit in a in a chicken joint like a Swiss chalet or exactly a right. Yeah. And normally those are horizontal, and they they spin. Um, you know, it's it's sort of parallel to the ground. The vertical spit turns things perpendicular to the ground. Right, yeah. it's up and down, and that is what you see in every doner shop, in every shawarma shop, gyros as well. When you may and. I have some information about the euro that I will share that will anger some of our Greek listeners, Yes, um, but also enlighten them, I hope. But I mean, our, our listeners, if they're Greek, they're angry to begin with. So I don't That's think we're true. Gonna, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's not like they start off their day, like picking roses and, and, and frolicking no. through the forest, speaking right? Speaking of passion, yeah. speaking of passion, yes. the Greeks have it in spades, but I'm going to say something that might make things a little bit more passionate, Good. Good. which is that the euro... Not invented by the Greeks. Oh, there we go. Mike dropped. Mike, send your emails to Ali Hassan. Uh, This is, I'll give you the name. Don't take my name. I'll give you the name of the person who said this. This is a researcher who wrote about this in uh, in great detail. This is Ali uh, passing the buck to a controversial statement he just made. Oh boy. All right. Uh, so let's start with this. You, you know, Omar Mualam, the reason I quote this article yeah. is he's making the case in 2015 for the doner to be Canada's national food. And he understands poutine exists yeah, in but Quebec hang on a in second. a certain special way. And he, the Nanaimo bar exists in every, you know, coffee shop across Canada, even though it sure, you know, hails sure. from BC. But the story of immigrants and the hard work ethic and the creation of this. Now, if you've had a doner, and I'm not, I'm no longer talking about the uh, Turkish doner, and I think it's pronounced doner. doner. Uh, yeah, that, that's what I How I'm do you pronounce do. the O with the two dots on it, Marco? Okay, listen, I studied linguistics oh, uh, in university, so I should know this, but I don't. But I know uh, that, I think it's doner. I think they say doner, doner, doner versus doner. doner. They said doner. Yeah. Do- doner like is what it's become in Canada. Doner right. and I think doner, doner in, uh, yeah. in Turkish. I think that's right. Listen, your Turkish um, is better than mine. All I can say is Galatasaray. It's actually not. Okay. And that's, is that something our listeners It's an area. It's an area okay. of uh, Istanbul and they have a soccer team that I, I'm a big fan of. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Good for yeah. you, buddy. Yeah. Huh? It's a way to be worldly. Um, so we uh, find ourselves in a situation in Canada yes. where a guy, and we have a name. We have we, Peter, we know a guy. We know a guy. Peter Gamulakos. And if the name doesn't suggest it, it was a Greek man. The Greeks yes. are being celebrated again. It was a Greek man in Halifax who became the king of Donaire. He had yes. the king of Donaire restaurants, Mr. Donaire as well. And um, <clears throat> his innovation was to put that sweet sauce on the doner and to make it a little bit spicier as well, the meat, but the sweet sauce is really the thing, you know, and it's one of those things where it's like, you really like it or you really don't. And I've taken, it's, it's been difficult for me to, to adjust to the sweet sauce. I'll be honest with you. I also come from a place where I'm like, Hey, let me, let me lower my, um, my chances for getting diabetes. I'm already South Asian family has diabetes. Come on. No, this is a dysfunction like in your palate is what I have to say Ooh. to our listeners. It's a dysfunction Ooh. in your palate because you have an aversion to sweet things. And I think if you're going to talk about food, you've got to open your palate and know that sweet is an area on the tongue that needs to be respected rather than avoided. So oftentimes you poo-poo, you dismiss sweet things. <laughs> and my friend, uh, you know, I'm here to support our sweet listeners who like sweet things. I will oh say this. So there, we have some international listeners who are going to be like, what are you talking about the sweet sauce? Because they're not familiar with the doner as we're speaking. They're, yeah. they're uh, used to either the gyros that you mentioned earlier or they're used to the uh, shawarma. But those don't have those sauces. I think that's something that makes it very unique to Canada. And it was born, like you said, in Halifax, Nova Scotia. And my wife being from the Maritimes. Will constantly say you can get doners everywhere, but they don't taste the same as in the Maritimes. And every time we go to the Maritimes, she forces me to gobble down three or four, and I'm better for it. And I do like the sweet sauce, contrary to what you think, because if you when you look at the ingredients of the sweet sauce, it should never be put on meat. It should not be accompanied with a savory dish. And yet, for me, it works. Good for you, buddy. Yeah. Good for you. And. Uh, most of the time when I'm around you, the smell of your sweat is sweet sauce. Yes, so yes. you've already got that sort of natural um, flavor going through. So yeah. it just kind of like, it mixes with what's already there. 
I'm trying to fight. I look, I have had enough donaires and I'll do it out of a sense of obligation when I'm in the East coast. Sure. I probably won't do it in Edmonton where I'm going. Um, I, I, I don't know. And, Why? And, and, Why? Why? What's wrong with the donaires in Edmonton? You know, the idea is that it was the, the, the Maritimers yeah. who took it when they went to Alberta seeking work, they took right. it from, you know, with them as a recipe and, and recreated it there or, or required the need for it to be recreated. So it shouldn't be too different, but, but, but as you know, anytime there's travel involved and new palates and new tastes, these things do change regardless of how much you yeah. try to stick to the original. Sure. Um, I just feel like there's great restaurants in uh, Edmonton and Calgary where I typically go that I would try. I know what the doner tastes like. I know okay. what I'm getting. Okay. So it's an opportunity to try uh, new things. What's what's the best doner eating experience you've ever had? Okay. So in Halifax, there used to be doner corner where there was four yes. corners with doner, so yes. doner shops on all four and everyone had their favorite, right? And... Um, What's interesting is, so when we talk about Donaire, so they, they're kind of a morphine of all these different influences that come together, right? So it's not just the meat, the bread plays a factor and the sweet sauce that you talk about makes a factor, right? So I knew it as a classic Donaire, but now Donaires are appearing elsewhere, not just typically how we see it. In the, in the East Coast in particular, you can get a Donaire pizza which is pizza with donair and the sauce on top. And no, I can't. I, I, that's the worst. My wife always wants to order donair, donair pizza. And I'm like, that's your pizza. You order it for you. I don't want to be a part of that. It's sacrilege, right? But for me, to answer your question, the king of donair is where I first tasted my first donair and it will always be my favorite. Well, this is a great, great segue into something I wanted to talk about, which flies in your face and hopefully insults you to a very sure. high degree. The best donair I've ever had was on a pizza. Okay. In Edinburgh, Scotland. No, all this is wrong. <clears throat> this is like, you just went from no. bad to worse. No. Then you take me Listen. to Scotland. No. I'll tell you, it was okay, Turkish no. guys. It's Turkish. Now the Turkish have pide. They have these various yes. uh, pizza type of, you know, what we would recognize as in the family of pizza. No, no. Pide is its own thing. Pizza is its own thing. I hate when you have to, not you, but when one has to make a correlation between two food items, why can't they exist in a world where they're their own unique thing? No, that's what you I have, have to say. A very as an close Italian, mind, you no, have a very close an mind, Italian, and that's a problem. As a lover, Buddy, of it's okay. it's a bread with cheese and then toppings. It's in the family. It's in no, the that, family. Then you can say a quesadilla is a fucking pizza. You cannot say just because bread and pizza meet that it is a pizza. Quesadilla, I don't consider bread. I don't consider that bread. What do you consider I'm that? Talking about like a leavened bread, like something okay. that you you need that you turn in, like that you have to wait over, not some stupid thing. You bring this pita. up just because you hate me? Is that why you do bring these? I mean, that plays, a, that plays a huge role. That plays a huge okay. role. It's very I'll let, I'll, I'll let you go. Keep going. <laughs> Scotland, Turkish. So it's, first of all, it's Turkish owners. So you can calm down. So they had uh pide, then they had pizza as well. And uh, it's the Edinburgh Comedy Festival. So it's just drunk comedians and sure. performers. And I, I, to this day, I don't think I've seen anybody more miserable. And I've seen you, and I've yeah. not seen anybody more miserable than the guy running that shop. Okay. <laughs> he would make people's orders, and it would always be like, you know, Michael, Michael, Mike, but Michael's in the corner telling like what he thinks is the best story in the world to his drunk friends. And then, mate, you should have seen it, mate. Oh, I, I told the guy, blah. and like Michael can't hear a thing. Sure. And this would happen for hours. From midnight to 3, 4 a.m., this is happening. So when I would go, I would go and be like, should I go call Moikil for you? So right. then I would tap the guy, go, I think your pizza's up. Oh, thanks, mate. And then the, the Turkish guy would give me a little nod, like, thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, and I thought that was, you know, I thought we were sort of getting to almost like a friendship level just based on these little things. Sure. That, you know, I was doing for him and uh, every single day, full reset, he wouldn't remember me at all. That's how many people he was seeing. He wouldn't You're remember me. You're very forgettable, my friend. You're very very forgettable. Forgettable. You're very forgettable. And that man proved that beyond a reasonable doubt. And basically the entire city of Edinburgh in the summer of 2016 told me that I'm very forgettable. And, yeah. and it's, a, it's something that I'll treasure forever, that message. But 
I watched what people were getting and I'd never had a Donaire pizza. I'd never really thought about that. And then, um, yeah, I just said, all right, let's do it. And it was like these thick, spicy chunks of meat. And you know, I'm, my feelings about pepperoni are well-known, very passionate about pepperoni. Right, right. And, uh, and that's my go-to, you know, sometimes there's soppressata, sometimes there's a spicy salami. I, I, you know, I can get down with these various Mm. things, but pepperoni, my mouth is watering right now, even though it's first thing in the morning, this is really something to me, but that those chunks of Donaire, the spice in them, the meatiness and every single night, he only had one size of pizza. (laughs) He only had one size and it's too big for one person. But of course, when you've been drinking and it's a late night you go i'm just gonna have two slices that's all i need i'll have the third slice you know what what am i gonna do right let slice four five and six sit out there's no space in my fridge and every night i would eat so much but i remember that so fondly first of all about how miserable that guy was right and i literally kept thinking to myself he should he should close down for the month of august right yes this is his christmas financially he's making Mm -hmm. a lot of money but dealing with not just drunkards, but drunk performers. Right. The worst, oh, the worst the kind of drunk. Worst, the yeah. worst kind of drunk, right? Uh, but that man show opened my mind to something I would have never had, which is Donaire pizza, right? I, I, I mean, I don't know why I would have never had it. My issue is more with the sweet sauce than anything. And that is, I will grant you, an internal issue. Right. But um, but I remember that pizza. But was there sweet sauce common. on this pizza? No, 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 no. Then can no. you this call is... it a Donaire pizza? Or is it a couple? Yes, because as you said, as you said, Donaire, as we know it in Canada, has the sweet sauce. Nobody else is doing that. Fair. And I was overseas, as you, um, you know, if you remember being offended by that. Well, hang on a second. You say this is the best version of a Donaire you've had is on the pizza in Edinburgh, right? That's right. Is it to say? Is it safe to say you were inebriated when you had this pizza? Not always. No, not not always. always. I was always alone. I was always. Uh, I couldn't convince other the, the the few friends I had to come with me, so that was always sad. But um, but yeah, it was okay. uh, a, a lot of you know. It seems like some people are able to drink and then go right to bed. Sure. Somehow I need that you know my pillow and my pillow is Donaire Turkish pizza. pizza yeah. So anyway, what made it so great? What made that the turning point for you to call it great versus think- a handheld wrap? As we know, the, uh, I think, you know, Donaire in Canada, they focused more on meat. I think the original was lamb and in Turkey, it's typically lamb. And I think that was deemed to be a little bit offensive to the Canadian palate, which is a huge loss for Canadians and their palate, in my opinion. And so it's more meat. This was so clearly lamb, which I so dearly love. Okay. This had a great spice to it, and it was meaty. It wasn't the razor-thin sort of shavings, um, and it was a lot of it. It was okay. it was generous. And I think sometimes he would do very, very thin shavings, but then there would be so, oh, you know what? He yeah. would do it where you could eat the doner on its own. So I could eat pieces of doner, six or seven pieces, and look at my pizza, and there were still tons of doner on it. So there was a generosity there this as is well. A pizza. I don't understand. This is a it's chico- too crazy. This is a charcuterie board. What you're talking about? It is. You can eat yeah. the board yeah. afterwards. It, it's it, two nothing things. to do pizza. It's two things. It's, like, it's a doner charcuterie board. I'm sweating. And then you look down and you go, "Oh my god, it's still a pizza. There's still a whole pizza that I can eat here." Uh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited I'm so, at the memory. Oh, yeah. good stuff. Okay, well, listen. I'm glad you had a good experience. Now, before we go on to you offending Greeks, what is the difference between a kebab? And a doner. Is it simply the sauce? No, this is very, this is a very, very loaded question. Yes, that's why, yeah, that's why I'm asking it. Because a kebab basically, you know, it's become morsels of meat. That's basically how you should look at kebab. Okay. Because even in Pakistan, somebody says kebab and you start thinking, oh, chunks of meat. Like shish right? kebab, like, right? Like shish kebab. You yeah. start thinking kebab. Yeah. And then you you see that, oh, what they did was they ground up meat and they rolled it into small, um, you know, mini logs. And that is kebabs. And then you also see like shaved doner and it says doner kebab. Okay. So for me... 
kebab has whatever it meant originally, and the purist can come out and speak about this, it basically means morsels or chunks of meat. Okay. Right? It's really like more of an umbrella term than it ever was. Because I've fallen for that many times where I hear kebab and I think shish kebab. I think chunks of meat, and it's not always the case. So you go, all right, I'll accept you. Now, you're not big on acceptance, Marco, but you, this is something you have to work on. You know what I mean? No, no, I don't have to work on anything, my friend. Listen, I can I can hold many truths to, to be true, <laughs> all right? Um, all right, so you were saying that Greeks did not invent philosophy and medicine. I'd like to hear more about that. <laughs> my, this, is, this is unnecessary. Um, the gyro, which many p- people uh, pronounce gyro, and it sounds disgusting to my ears, uh, are not they, so so this is again Omar Mualem is the one who talked about this the Greeks are given a lot of credit for creating their beloved sandwich but in fact it was Armenian refugees who were the original Euro masters and this is remember I told you I was going to blame somebody else yeah. this is according to culinary expert Diane Kochilas okay K-O-C-H-I-L-A-S, in case you have that anger. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And then until the 1970s, this was very much uh, this Armenian thing. And then this Greek-Armenian person, I'm assuming a man, a Greco-Armenian, they say, Mm -hmm. uh, invented this system to mass produce the meat cones and then then change New York. This was very much in New York. But the euro is in the 1920s. Hailed from Greece, but it is the product of Armenian Mania. refugees in Greece. Armenian refugees in Greece. So that's why they can, well, it happened in Greece, bro, is right. what's, what, what I'm going to well, hear. Well, you know, sure. it's interesting you bring this this sort of hi- the historical reference here because uh, Halifax in Nova Scotia wants to make the Donaire their official yeah. food, right? I so, thought they already had. Yeah, there's been Or, or maybe they have. Right? This was an article I read, but um, it's interesting because is it really a Haligonian food, or should we be giving credit to everyone who sort of uh, put their, laid their hands to make it what it is? I mean, lots of stuff you can discuss here. Yeah. How many people have a Donaire sober? Less, way right. less, I yeah, would sure, say. Sure. So then is Donaire the real, you know, the winner here, or is it alcohol? And should alcohol be our national uh, food? Because it takes well, alcohol. For okay, us to fair have. enough. That's a fair point. That's a fair you point. You know, this is just a, if, I, if we were having a debate, I would sure. submit to the court. You know, mm-hmm, submit to mm-hmm. the the moderator that perhaps. And also, I learned something about tacos al pastor, which is if you've seen this again, vertical spit. Sure. Credit going back to Effendi, uh, eighteen sixty seven. By the way, is when yeah. he invented that uh, vertical spit. Thank you for that. The pineapple sitting on top of. The, uh, the meat. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. This tacos. is fascinating. Oh, okay. So this is a pineapple chunk, massive pineapple, the a inside pina, of a cord pina, a pina, if you, if you will, no. sits on top of uh, a, a bunch of pork that has been cored, you know, that is, yes. that is on the vertical spit. And the pineapple drips down, the this sweetness of it drips down into the pork. And so when you get tacos al pastor from some places that have the vertical spit, it's, uh, it's something pretty, pretty excited. Oh, wow. Exciting. I did not yeah. know that, my friend. I did not know that. Thank you for, for uh, teaching me that. Cause that, that's now something I, w- I shall seek. If you, if you want more information about that, you can read planet taco, a global history of Mexican food. That's Fantastic. out there for your, Fantastic. For your well, thank you for that. Yes. Wow. Now, wow. let me ask you about yeah. shawarma. We're going to go shawarma versus donaire. What are okay. your feelings on shawarma? Where do you go with this? This is a really good question. So if I think shawarma, I think more of a of a meal, more of something that's going to be more complex. This is going to be something that it's like, okay, you know what? You know what? Let's grab a bite to eat for dinner. You know what? Let's get a shawarma. But like you said, if it's an an evening, we've gone out, we've been drinking, we've seen comedy, we've seen a play, and we want a little snack, I go Donaire. If I'm in Halifax, I go Donaire because that's the birthplace of it. I know where to go for a Donaire. I don't necessarily seek shawarma. Um, but if I'm in other countries, if I'm in Europe, when I was in Istanbul, when I was, you know, I, 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 I sought out shawarma i didn't i didn't say oh where can i get a donaire with that that sweet sauce because i know it's something unique to to us or, or to what we we've contributed to that 
that culinary uh, uh, item. And mm. uh, shawarma is sort of what I seek elsewhere or if I'm looking for something that's a little bit more complex and more of a meal that has more options to it. I think for myself, growing up in Montreal, lots of Greeks, lots of gyros. So gyro is with, you know, tzatziki. So it's mm-hmm. garlic. Again, you know, the the sweet sauce for the doner in Halifax is sweet. And white, this is still white, but yes. it is very garlicky and, yep. you know, yogurt or sour cream typically. And possibly cucumber chunks in it, maybe mint, maybe dill. And that for me was everything that you needed. A great tzatziki right. with this meat. So I think that's also why sweet doner doesn't work for me. But growing up in Montreal and, uh, you know, having visited Jordan, Saudi Arabia, uh, and, and eating shawarmas in these countries, for me, I believe, and you, you kind of just hit the nail on the head, if anything, shawarma could become our our national food here over the doner. Why? Because doner is dirty and and is inextricably linked to inebriation. Right. And the shawarma need not be. Yeah, the, but the shawarma, shawarma can, you can have a shawarma before you go to, to a movie. We can't appropriate shawarma as our own because shawarma Who's was not- appropriating? You are. You're saying no. that should oh, be our national you're dish, you're saying right? the yeah, donair saying, with the sweet sauce yeah, should we, be ours because that was created here. Yeah, because we modified it. And we should mention what the sweet sauce is because people listening. So the sweet sauce- I don't sauce, think that's appropriation. In England, they made curry is the national dish of England. That's I don't not think we should be looking to England as an example of what is not appropriation. I mean, Jesus. I, like, think, a, I think the like, one like good thing the England UK, did- Jesus is not the I example. never want to look, but I never want to look at the UK. No, listen, the, you just God, did. You just did. You got to put a gun to my head to make me look at the UK. <laughs> but the one did. good thing, the one good thing that they've done, the no, one good thing no, they've done no, you, is they, I'm they, not going to let you have, say it. You can't say it. You cannot say it. No, no, no. Oh my God. They have, they have accepted yeah. that their food stinks. Their culinary tradition is garbage. Okay. I'm not and so say while, that, they, no. while they um, definitely colonized uh, South Asians and, 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 you know, uh, took as much as they could from that region. Stole. Uh, without stole, paying anything. Not even took, stole. stole. Yeah, stole. Yeah, took without asking. Stealing, yeah. in other words. Yeah. Um, they at least had, and perhaps it's very reluctantly, they at least had the decency or the, the insight uh, or the humility to be like, okay, well, these people have created something incredible in our country. Right. Let's make it so curry is the national dish of england right? it's not the now, national dish of england though it is it, it is. is you look it up right now it is is it, it is. is of it? course it is you is think it? it's bangers and mash no no look it up right now no look i can't right no this offends me as an italian i cannot accept this i Why? cannot accept this Why? Even you though think I... italian food should be the national no dish? No, 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 no no what are we doing here <laughs> are you sure okay i'm gonna look this up because you look it up because I, I can't Listen, i can't let we're gonna let marco look it up okay? national dish of England or UK? Yes. Okay. A national dish of England. Yeah. Read it. Read it. Read it out loud. And I don't accept it. I mean, I, it's. Okay. I'm getting fish and chips and chicken tikka masala is what I'm getting as the national dishes. Chicken tikka masala. Sorry. National yeah. dish oh. is, is yeah. CTM. Chicken tikka masala. And in fact, in fact, that's a great doner comparison because chicken tikka masala wasn't yeah. something that existed in India. Okay. Chicken tikka did, of course. Okay. Masalas of a thousand different types did. Sure. And then it was some situation, you know, where, like they say, do, the Donaire sweet sauce was born out of like, oh my God, I ran out of yogurt. Let me right. just use this use condensed, condensed milk. milk. Right. There's there's a you know legend about like how this was completely unintentional. And then you know, some people don't like that story. They want to rather be the genius behind this thing. We created this intentionally. Chicken tikka masala, same thing. We had the chicken and it was too dry. Mm. And, uh, you know, the, the British palate craves the gravies and the sauces. So they're like, what do we do? Let's right. just put this boneless chicken chunks that are already cooked into this masala. And chicken tikka masala was born as a okay. dish and, you know, spread throughout the country like wildfire. Okay. Um, but curry is like, everybody goes for a curry. There's yes, Indian they do. shops and they, everywhere. So. And they do it well in the UK. Yeah. I yeah. will say that. Like it's, it's every time I've had it there, it's been phenomenal. Yes. Um, but, oh man, you just blow my mind a little bit. Like I'm, I'm just a little bit speechless here. Listen, 
This is good news for all our listeners. No, okay? it's not. A little it's bit not. of a break for okay. my from so just, to be. Just, this is what Speechless looks like. Okay, just here we go. Yes, go ahead. I just want to say, because people are like, I'm sure there's listeners wondering, but what is in this Donaire sauce? So you've mentioned uh, condensed milk, garlic powder, vinegar, sugar. I don't know why yeah. they're adding sugar to an already sweetened milk, but those are the essential <laughs> ingredients, right? It's Exactly. Yeah. What, what's the deal here? Uh, anyway, it's uh, what you know. In this article about Donaire that I've been quoting repeatedly here by uh, by Omar Mualem, he says that 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 sauce, that sweet garlic garlicky sauce, yeah. was you know the result of all that was was something that was otherwise lacking in the Canadian diet, and that is what made Donaire's unstoppable in his mind. Like it was like the sweet, weird but strange, but yeah. also like. We don't really have this. So what is this? And it's like, ah, I don't want to like it, but I love it. This kind of thing. So, and he's gone as far to say, you know, he's eaten Doner in Berlin, in Turkey, in Beirut, and nothing has ever tasted as good as the Doner he can get on the street in Calgary. Okay. So, I mean, this is, this is a true, true fan talking about it. And, um, I respect the, the research and the devotion to it. I just, man, you know what? I don't want to be, you're the closed-minded guy on this no, podcast. No, 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 I no. want to be the guy. I want to demonstrated your closed-mindedness <laughs> from, the, from the very start where you said, donaires are not for me. Uh, the sweet sauce is not for me, okay. just to okay. be clear. Yeah. And that's now, what makes a donaire, folks. That's what underlying, shawarma, that's what makes a donaire. Let us move on to shawarma. Okay, shawarma. And shawarma, uh, uh, you know, long-standing uh, dish, early 1900s in the you know uh, Arab world. It was, it was invented. This was more beef or chicken, in, instead of lamb. Sure. And uh, and Never it is found pork. in every continent except Antarctica. Never right. pork. Right. And and the reason I I love shawarma also yeah. uh, not just the crispy meat. But I do love the vegetables that are on it. There's there's a real okay. explosion of flavor when you have taboulet and you have the pickled turnips and you have potentially, you know, pickles in there and onions, uh, potentially tomatoes and cucumber if if that's a, I you know, tomatoes usually, not not cucumber as often. And I'm a real, like a diehard, a shawarma lover. Okay. And the problem right now. Oh, here we go. And yeah, 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 yeah. This is a here we go. This okay. is a here we go here, situation. This is a here we go. All right. In the city of Toronto, and this yeah. might be happening elsewhere too, and please write in and tell us about it because we need to form an association to prevent this from happening. <laughs> we don't need to form an association. Listen. Yeah. Pakistanis. Yes. My people. Yes. Are getting into the shawarma business. Okay. And they're getting into the shawarma business because they want money and you can taste that rationale okay. in the shawarma. This is a call out to my Pakistani oh, people. No, man. Do better, do better. The Lebanese, many of them, of course they want money as well, but many of them got into this because this is all they knew. This is their parents made it, their right. family made it, grandfather made it. So they make it because this is what they do. But there's also a pride. There's also a pride there where you know exactly what goes on each layer. You know that you're grilling it so that it sure. stays. You know how to wrap it. When I go to these Pakistani-owned and run Donair places, right. Indian, Indians and Pakistanis, but I'd rather call out my own people okay. rather than Indians thinking that I'm, I'm being you know anti-Indian or something. Within five minutes, the sandwiches coming apart because they don't know that you don't put tomatoes right or lettuce right on the bread you put a layer of hummus or you know some kind of garlic sauce there some thick thing right. you always grill it you wrap it in a certain way all those things are lost to making the entire eating experience less enjoyable not only that you go into these places okay. i went into one and i think i've told you about this and if i haven't you know okay, you hear me second. now I you go in okay. And you see things like authentic flavors of the Middle East. You see that written. Right, right. And then you look at the menu, Philly cheesesteak shawarma. Listen, <laughs> I, what do you want from me here? What do you want from me? You're Pakistanis running a Lebanese place, claiming to have authentic flavors and then having Philly cheese. I'm, I'm like, I'm broken inside about this. I'm waiting for a beautiful 
hybrid of some Pakistani and Lebanese kind of flavors and sure. and and, and sure. tradition coming together. It hasn't happened yet. And the problem is okay. Pakistanis. Okay. The views expressed have, are of the participant, not of and, Marco and, and I own them all. Okay. We don't have fresh food. We don't value fresh food. Okay. You know what a Pakistani salad is? Onions. Okay. End of story. Onions. That's what a Pakistani salad is. We don't do large salads. We don't sure. do large fresh food. We like to cook food. It is delicious when we right. cook it. It is phenomenal, but we cook the hell out of the things that we that that we that, that we eat. And that's not what, you know, as I just said, the Lebanese shawarma is like that fresh tabule. Right. And nobody's like trying to save money and go, ah, forget it. You know, parsley's too expensive. Or let me get the parsley that's spoiling so I can get a sure, discount. Sure. There's a pride there. Okay. And when my people get into the business, the pride is gone, the techniques are gone, and the love for what, what you're making is gone. And it's like, uh, do better. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I'm not saying get out of the business. Right. I'm not saying you people are a problem. You people, my people. I'm saying do better. Learn something from the purists who make this thing. But I, is it safe to say maybe you had a bad experience once or twice and you're generalizing all Pakistani no. people who are making this? Okay. Yes. Oh, I, I, I hope that's the okay. case. But I've had, uh, I don't know, 12 Okay. Bad experiences. You, I mean, it's, listen, you're getting to a point where you're like, okay, I see what's happening. Here. I'll give you, I'll give you that because you do tour the country. You're often in many parts of the country. You're, you're often in many different places. So uh, it stands to reason you would have encountered more than just two or three places. Now, let me ask you this: When you go into these Pakistan-owned restaurants that are run, do you ever let them know you're Pakistani? So, for example, if I'm in a city that's not overly populated by Italians, and there's an Italian restaurant, and I go in there. You can be pretty, pretty, pretty assured that they're they're, they're going to know I'm Italian. So don't fuck with my food. Bring me the the real shit, right? Marco, my my suggestion here is that me saying "Salam alaikum" or yeah. "Kya hal," which is yeah. "How are you?" in Urdu and Punjabi, mm -hmm. talking to them, won't give them any increased knowledge of how to make a shawarma sandwich. Okay, okay. I love making that connection with people. I'm I'm big on that. But when you, you can't know what you don't know, you know okay. what I mean? Until right. you make some effort to learn it. And this is what I'm saying. Like, it's just, it's not, anyway, I have, I have 20 minutes of this, uh, you know, shawarma passion uh, that I can, that I can share right now. But my whole thing is I love good shawarma yeah. and there's more bad shawarma coming. And I'm worried that it's because, you know, you have South Asian owners and they just don't care. And that's, sure. I, to me, that's like uh Heretic, heretic, completely. Okay. You know? Okay. So then uh, steering the ship a little bit here, what do you put in your shawarma to make it great? you like all these condiments, all these sort of accoutrements. You're like this, that, and the other. What's the ideal shawarma for Ali Hassan? Great question. Yeah. Some hummus. Yes. Bottom layer. Mm -hmm. Okay. For me, that's important so that you get this, this thick layer and nothing soaks through. And rips open the pita, right? It's a That's protective barrier. It's a protective barrier. On that layer, you can then add, you know, uh, also some garlic sauce. Or you can put garlic sauce on top. I'd rather if it was a thicker garlic sauce on top of okay. the hummus, making two protective layers. You've got a schmear right? happening here. You got a schmear. You got a schmear. Then um, I typically like a chicken shawarma. That's okay. that's what I go with. I, I beef. I had it in Saudi Arabia once, and it was the best meat sure. ever. Yep. And it, I'm always sort of like chasing the dragon. That's me on, and turkey uh, on a beef shawarma. Right. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Right. What are you going to do? But is it is it safe to say it's chicken because uh, lamb isn't readily available when you go into these shawarma places? Uh, that's right. If, okay. If I have a lamb option, like if if it's gyro and it's lamb, and then you know there's a whole other thing happening, which I can go on about for an hour about you know at these restaurants. I'll go like, is it lamb? They go lamb beef mix. And I'm like, you know what? I know how much lamb costs. It's yep. about 5% lamb, 95. So don't tell me it's lamb. It's the fat of mix. the lamb. It's the lamb. When you do a chop, the stuff that you yeah. get rid of that you're putting in there. Yeah. It's garbage. Yeah. So right. it's, you know, I, I will always choose lamb okay. wherever that option. Okay. And sometimes I've been to a steak place and I'm the only guy eating the lamb chops or the, uh, you know, lamb rack sure. when somebody else is having steak. 
But I think I go with the chicken because it's a little juicier. The sure. beef dries out a little bit more. The chicken is juicier, and I love the crisp on it with the softness of the chicken, a little bit of fat. Okay. That's always great. Uh, and then I'm typically getting onions, tabule. Some places will yes. charge you extra for tabule. I'm like, bring it on, it's baby. It's worth it. It's Don't worth worry it. about it. It's worth it. Always getting the pickled turnips known as lifat. Lifat is fantastic. It's got that tang. It's got that crunch, a crispy, you know, a bite to it, which I really, really like. Often I'm found getting extra lifat if they don't have the turnips and I get pickles. And then and then lettuce and, and maybe some tomato slices if I'm going to eat it soon. If it's for like a few hours later, maybe I don't go with the tomatoes. This, you know what it is? Yeah. I eye the tomatoes. I go, what does that look like? Does that look like tomatoes that are completely unripe and will taste like styrofoam? I'll go without them. I, I don't see. need them there. But 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 otherwise, yeah. If it's fresh tomatoes, I'll go with that. And that's that's all I need. And then maybe a little bit of hot sauce. What am I saying? Maybe. My God, my mouth. My mouth is watering. Is like a fountain of saliva coming out of my mouth. Hot sauce typically. And some places have a better hot sauce than sure. others. So that's always great. And um, yeah, a little bit of tahini on the top. Bob's your uncle, buddy. Oh, there you Bob go. Bob is your uncle. I do feel like I'm forgetting an ingredient. But anyway. I'm probably going to have a shawarma tonight. It sounds like it. Jesus. Because now it's just too much in my mind. So I feel like, I think, you know, when you go, when you, when you go into a doctor's office and there's like a medical, uh, you know, picture of the skeletal system on the wall, like a banner and yeah. someone goes through that. I feel like you just did that with the shawarma. Like you just kind of picked apart a skeletal version on a, on a chart of what makes a good shawarma. That's what I, how it feels. I, I thought you were going to say. You know, a skeleton, a skeletal version of you, Ali, would find like pieces of shawarma <laughs> lost inside different crevices of your body. It's like we're playing also operation. possibly true. Yeah, we're, playing yeah, yeah, yeah. we're pulling out the shawarma <laughs> from his gut. He's got a he's got a pickled turnip in his appendix. How did that happen? Uh, that happened by uh, not chewing my food. So oh. uh, look, in the end, these are both uh, amazing. Um, Pieces of a culinary, uh, you know, these are amazing culinary masterpieces sure. that have come to this this country. I think mm -hmm. I can respect them both. Uh, I have ordered the, the doner without the sweet sauce. People go, really? And I still do it and I still enjoy it. Gyro is also, you know, credit to the Greeks in Montreal. It, it, it's, I mean, it's been quite a wonderful product. It's uh, sustained me. Okay. Through many of my nights sure. in Montreal, and uh, but 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 shawarma takes the cake. And a shout out to Bustan in Montreal, the original Bustan when it was one location. That was the place. And Bustan is a, is a, is now a chain. He right. sold it. The original guy sold it. It's a chain. It is spreading across Canada slowly, and uh, and hopefully it comes to a location near you. They know how to make, even with their even with their expansion. Yeah. They still know how to make and wrap and and layer a shawarma, which I think is like key to the enjoyment. There's nothing worse than going to a shawarma place and you, the expectation is you're going to get the shawarma that you you desire and you've had before, and they do a poor job. Yeah, and then you go on the Yelp and it's like they've got two stars, and you're like, why did I go here when there's one that? around the corner that knows what they're doing? And I'll go so far as to say, now this is like stereotyping in the opposite direction, but I will go so far as to say. Most, if not close to all, self-respecting Middle Eastern sure. restaurant owners, Lebanese, Syrian, Jordanian, they're not going to have brown lettuce there. They're just not going to do it. Right. It's just not seen. You yep. don't have stuff that looks wilted yep. or questionable. Mm -hmm. It's freshness is paramount. Yeah. And I think that's it. That plays a huge role. So if you're, you know, you shouldn't be in the business if that's not a priority to you. That's my opinion, obviously. And here's the thing. It's not like there's a tremendous amount of ingredients. So if the ingredients that you have that you offer are fresh, you can do it because it's sustainable, right? You've got five to seven ingredients that go on a shawarma. I don't think there's more than that. Like some, you know, pizza joints that have a million different condiments on it. You're like, this is, this is like, how can you even maintain all this and make it fresh? Right. Well, they don't, it's all canned and whatnot. Right. Yeah. So agreed. Um, final, I, I read this wonderful article, national post about, um, shawarma poutine. Okay. I want to get your thoughts on the shawarma poutine. What do you think of this? What are you your know, thoughts? In 
Listen, it's it might be something to try, but I go a little bit crazy when there's the, you know, this is great and people love this, so let's put them together and it'll still be great. It's like, why can't poutine just be itself? Poutine and a couple of variations. Why do we need to create a million different variations of something that's good and mix a, a bunch of things that don't belong there? That's how I feel. I mean, <clears throat> shawarma is shawarma. Poutine is poutine. Why do they need to meet? Do I want a poutine pizza? No. Like, I don't want you to shove pizza in my poutine. I don't want you to shove a taco in my poutine. So why is it acceptable to shove? And I'm losing my voice now. Why is it acceptable to shove a doner in a poutine and call it and call it a meal? Okay. Explain that I to like me. I don't passion. know. I don't know. I, I just don't know. Listen, I I have to say that I'm of the exact same opinion. I think a poutine is great on its own. I think a shawarma is great on its own. I just, sometimes it feels like an unnecessary creation. Sure. But one thing our friend Suresh Das, yes. who's a, a Toronto a food writer, a blogger, food uh, tour guide, uh, culinary historian, yes. particularly of, of the city of Toronto. One thing he's imparted to us is this idea of... Um, the the stories and the context behind food. Right. So he took us for this jerk chicken poutine. Yeah. And on the surface, I was like, this is I this is not for me. And he knew that about me, so he didn't right. tell me what it was. He's like, first try it. It's pretty damn good. It was great. Pretty was damn great. good. So then he gave us the story. This guy moves in, Jamaican guy buys a restaurant. It has, it was an, an old shawarma restaurant. Vertical spit. And vertical spit is there. And he has this idea. What if I start doing jerk chicken on a vertical spit? So it's, it's ingenuity and it's like. Maybe necessity. Maybe it was going to cost too much to remove the spit. He sure. says, maybe I'll, I'll use it because it's available. Oh, what do you know? It actually tastes pretty good. So now you get jerk chicken off a vertical spit in shavings into sandwiches, wraps. And he's like, I got a deep fryer. I got this. Let me see if these two things mix. And, you know, what's created is something that people in Scarborough are really really loving in this, in the suburb of Toronto, they're really enjoying the jerk chicken poutine. And so sometimes a story is necessary. Yeah. And, 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 and I'm obviously judging too much. Sometimes when I see these Pakistani owned shawarma places, the story feels like I heard from a friend that there's money in shawarma. So I opened this place. That's mm. what it feels like. That's right, what it tastes right. like. But sometimes when you get the story, it opens up your mind to a new, a new thing. So I got to say, it's a case by case basis, okay. but on the, on paper, I'm with you. Okay. Shawarma's great, poutine's great. We don't need any of that stuff mixing. Now, final question to you. Okay, you've had some drinks. Yeah, it's midnight. Mm -hmm. Let's not say three in the morning, okay, huh, midnight. Marco? You're yeah. not as young I'm old. as you used I'm to old. be. Yeah, I get it. Mid uh, it's midnight's midnight. The three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you're with your wife. Yeah. Let me add that element as well. There's a doner. Halifax style on one corner. There's a shawarma Lebanese owned on the other corner. Where are you going? Is this Toronto? Nine times out of is 10. Toronto? Nine times out of 10. This is wherever you want it to be. Okay. Because it, it'll be different if I'm in Halifax. So let's just say outside of Halifax. Okay. Let's say outside of Halifax. Okay. I'm going to go to the Lebanese joint and have a shawarma. Good for you, buddy. I, I do like a tabbouleh. If I'm being honest with myself, I prefer shawarma to a doner unless I'm in Halifax. Ooh. Unless I'm in Halifax, and okay. I do like the sweet sauce, I never put lettuce on it. Never. Lettuce is a waste of time for me on anything, even burgers. It's like, don't bother with the lettuce. Lettuce is for salad. I don't want shredded bullshit. I don't want it trying to figure out what's in my mouth at this point. No. Give me the meat. Give me the tomatoes. Give me the onions. Give me the hummus. Give me the garlic sauce, hot sauce. Give me the, all the sauces. Save the lettuce for the lambs in the back. For the lambs in the back. Um, that's hilarious. You want lettuce-fed animals who are then yeah, yeah. slaughtered. I'll, I'll yeah, eat I the lettuce through really. the animal meat. Good for you. Good <clears throat> for you. Um, I feel good about this episode good. because you losing your voice oh, is man. exactly what we we all strive for, that you've spoken so passionately about something that uh, that it ripped through your vocal cords. Man. Um, I, buddy, I'm going to have a shawarma as soon as I possibly can. 
Can I because tell you? that's all I can think about. We need to do an episode on breakfast sandwiches because my wife is on a mission. Toronto Life, which is a magazine we get, um, had their top 10 breakfast sandwiches listed. Yeah. And she's on a mission for us to try every single one. Oh, that's great. And I like wow. a breakfast sandwich, but like yeah. I don't I don't need 10 in a month. And we've been going so hard <laughs> at these. I'm telling you. The other day Listen, she's like, that's gonna want- be our next episode, Marco. Oh. I know we have a lineup of episodes. Yeah. Let's make that our next one because you are currently an expert through your wife. You are in, you, this is what you're doing. Our next episode, okay. breakfast right. sandwiches. And I'll tell you my breakfast sandwich. I'm God willing, I'll make it for you one day. I'm a, you know, huge fan of a good breakfast sandwich. I'm telling you, it's going to give me gallstones. I already feel it. There's Achita building in my stomach, my gut. Every time we go, she mentions it and my, my eyes start to spin like in cartoons. And I'm like, <laughs> are we really going to have, this is the third one we had this week. I can't, my body just Ooh, can't. Like three in like a she's, week. Well, uh, Listen, but it's you got it. Okay, ten. Ten is ten is a lot in a, in a month. Ten is to do. over twelve weeks. Ten is over twelve weeks. That's oh, what I would say. Okay, calm that down. The That's worst crazy. was it was raining yesterday. She's in the. She's like, I'll go and I'll get it. I'll go in the line. I'm like, Are you sure? She's like, I'll go in the line. So it stopped raining. I'm like, I'm gonna go check on her and, and make sure she's okay because it was a line to get in this place. <laughs> and she's holding court like she's on a stage with all the people in the line. And I'm like. Oh, fuck. I don't want to get involved in this now. Now she's the hero of this line, right? She's telling people, yeah, I went there. This place, don't forget this place. If you want a breakfast sandwich that's made on a croissant, you go to this place. And then I I get there. She spots me as I'm trying to go back to the car. And she's like, hey, this is my husband. She's like, here, these people are from New Brunswick. And she's from New Brunswick. I'm like, that's it. It's over now. I'm stuck in this. It's going to be a New Brunswick fest until we get in and get our stuff. And that's what it was. It was just a maritime party. And I was like, I did not want to be there because I'm from Toronto. I don't have time for this. And it was a maritime party. And I just wanted to eat and leave. And no, instead, it was a festa of two and a half hours. Oh, my God. What a miserable wreck you are. Buddy, we're going to talk breakfast sandwiches in detail, especially because you just said croissant and breakfast sandwiches. It opens up an entire discussion. Let let me let you get a couple more in your belly this week. Sounds like you're really rolling at a a great click right now. You got some momentum. Get three more. Have six out of the ten in your stomach. We'll record again soon. (laughs) In a week, our next episode will be breakfast sandwiches, as God is my witness. And... um, in the meantime, get some pickled turnips into you, buddy. Huh? Yeah. They're good for digestion. You're going to love them. Let us know what uh, you like better, donairs or kebabs or uh, shawarma. Let us know what yeah. your, your preference is. And tell me, uh, tell me about toppings that I may not be uh, yeah. exploring here. Sure. You know, because sometimes I'll put the banana peppers and jalapenos and I'm like, you know, this didn't need it. The hot sauce is just perfect. And I, I love the heat. Yeah. I'll put, I'll put jalapenos on a burger. Right. I'll have a spicy hot dog. Yep. But somehow, I don't want too much competition with the garlic and the crispy yeah. chicken, and the and the and the, and the turnips and you know the, the the freshness of the uh, of the tabbouleh. I want to taste all those things. This was really an episode that was about shawarma. I'm yeah. sorry, Donaire. I love you. I always have, but uh, but at the end of the day. I go to Team Shorma all the time. Okay. That is our episode. Where can people find us, Marco? What, what is the... Listen, if you're going to go on any social media, you just type in, this podcast is delicious, and you there will you find go. us. You will see both our faces, um, loud and proud on the on the logo, and you just follow us. Let us know what you like better. Donairs, Shawarma, Giros, eh, you know, anything else. You let us know what your kebabs, what your opinions are. You know, Ali might look like he fell off a turnip truck, but he likes turnip in his shawarma. Let us know what you think of that. The pickled turnip truck is something I would drive with pride. I would be a pickled turnip truck driver for the rest of my life in retirement. Okay, that is it. Until we eat and drink again, we'll see you soon.